something is not in order here, both mm. from an, but you know, farmers don't wake up every day and say, oh my, oh, my job today is to make people sick. That's not farm. I don't care what farmer, every farmer in this country are some of the most intrepid souls you'll ever meet. Farmers are amazing human beings with mm. an incredibly high calling in my opinion, but we've been forced upon us an industrial agricultural system that we've been told is the best way forward for society. And I think that's quickly becoming exposed and upended. And so I'm actually very hopeful um, because in recent years, we've, saw, we've seen this dramatic interest in both how can we change our food and agricultural system to become more regenerative? And then also, I think a lot of consumers are waking up to the fact that maybe there's a better way for me to take care of myself. Maybe there's yeah. a better way for me to be healthy. And I think we're at a seminal moment in our history where farmers and consumers are coming together, like maybe never before in this century, to co-create a better path forward. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. On today's episode, we are joined by Jeff Catch, the Chief Impact Officer at the Rodale Institute. Now, if you're not familiar with the Rodale Institute, they are a nonprofit dedicated to growing the organic movement through the training of farmers and consumer education. I love this episode because we really dive into regenerative farming, really even unpacking what regenerative farming means, what the terminology involves, and Jeff's story and how he got involved in this great work. So if you are excited about understanding your role as a consumer, even if you're not in the farming space, you're not a homesteader, you don't grow anything or have a green thumb, this episode can still serve you in so many ways because as a consumer, you are voting with your dollar. You'll learn how to find the best farmers to work with, resources and places that you can go, whether it's a local farmer's market or it's something that is ordered direct to your door. We're going to equip you with some great resources and tangibles for you to walk away with. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode with Jeff Catch and Dr. Chris Motley. Such an honor to be here, Courtney and Chris. Thank you so much for that uh, very humbling introduction. I'm oh. really looking forward to diving in. Really glad to have you, brother. Yeah. Well, so let's just give the audience an idea of kind of your background. If they've never heard of the Rodale Institute either, let's just give them like the high level view of what that organization is, what your role has been, and really what has you know led you into this passion and field that you're in where you're just serving people and ultimately serving agriculture in this country, which we know, you know, there's just a lot of controversy around farming practices right now. Yeah. Well, let me start by saying that what I'm about to share today, it comes from a very, very deep place. Okay. This has actually been a journey of my own personal life that's collided with my professional journey. And so that's a rare moment for anyone that has ever experienced the ability to bring your own personal passion and perhaps woundedness to bear for, mm. for that, which you do for your work. And so I'm, I'm one of um, it's a rare honor to be able to do that. So I've been with the Rodale Institute as a full-time employee for just over five years. And prior to that, I had served on our organization's board of directors. Uh, we are widely known as the global leader in regenerative organic agriculture. So we are a nonprofit research and education organization based in Pennsylvania, but we do work all over the world. 
we have been to this year marks our 75th anniversary. Uh, our founder, J.I. Rodale, who's widely credited for coining the term organic. He started the Rodale Institute in 1947. And I think you'll really appreciate um, this little fun fact. Uh, so our original name, when J.I. Rodale named the Rodale Institute in 1947, he formed us as the Soil and Health Foundation. So that was the original name for our organization. And so I think we'll dive into the, our history and a little bit of what drove J.I. to to this work uh, throughout the conversation today. But I think that's a key point. Fast forward to my life, you know, I've always been I've always been fascinated by health. I had a lot of health problems as a young child and a lot of health ailments that were difficult to fix through traditional medicine, frankly. And then around eighth grade, I had one of those life-altering moments where someone handed me a copy of a magazine, a men's health magazine. I guess this would have been in the mid to late 1980s. Um, I was a really young boy and I was at home sick, you know, which was a common theme for my life. And Little did I know um, years later that the publishing company that produced that magazine was called Rodale Press. Mm. So, you know, when you're an eighth grader mm. and you get a copy of a magazine, you, you, you might remember like you read it cover to cover like 10 times, right? Mm. This, is pre, this is pre-digital technology. Like that was um, really just uh, the way that we consume media at the time. And I remember just being enamored by this magazine that was saying that if you change the way you eat, you can actually heal yourself. That was really the key takeaway for me. And so... I remember as a 13-year-old boy reading this magazine and like writing down a grocery list and I handed it off to my mom and I said, okay, now go buy me all of these foods. And she's like, what? I was like, I want, I want to get better. I think that if I start changing the way I eat, I could maybe improve the way that I feel. And lo and behold, my mom obliged. And over the course of several months, that's exactly what happened. And I got off all these medicines that I was taking for asthma and allergies. Um, I was a very obese kid because the medicines had an interaction with my physiology that caused me to become overweight. And so over the course of that period of my life, I, I, changed, I transformed my health. And then that stuck with me to my early 20s when I graduated college with a degree in marketing. I thought, where can I put together my passion for health and wellness with my, my professional background? And someone said, well, you should consider this company called Rodale Press. I'm like, wait, what's that? So I did a little digging and found that, oh my gosh, this is the very company that had an impact on me as a young boy. And so I went to work there in my early 20s. I spent most of my um, early part of my journey in the media industry. And then through that work, I came to know Jeff Moyer, who is now the CEO of the Rodale Institute. He's my, my partner in this endeavor. And Jeff, if you don't know Jeff Moyer, he's an icon in the organic farming industry mm -hmm. uh, and a pioneer in his own right. And I asked Jeff during my tenure on the board of directors, I said, you know, I'd really love to, to join with you because I think there's so much potential at this moment for what Rodale Institute does in our history. I think that this is our time. This is our time and I'd love to join you. And I think together we could really form a great team and build this organization into its rightful place. So over the last six years, we've really transformed the Rodale Institute. We're now operating at nine locations throughout the United States, including uh -huh. a very exciting partnership with uh, our friends at Ancient Nutrition that I hope to dive into later today. So uh, maybe I'll just pause there. That's a little bit of background about me personally and then where, where we are as an organization. I think it's amazing that when you, when you healed yourself and you started that journey and it actually is something that you have taken into the next level, when you start to do agricultural like training with Rodell, I was going to ask, do you guys with your institute, do you train other you know, farmers, other agricultural institutes to, to modify and to, you know, to replicate what you do? Or do you like to have it to where your, your spaces are around the country and you produce farm, you know, good uh, produce and such? Is that how it operates? 
Yeah, no. So what Rodale Institute exists to do is we're here to train and educate farmers and consumers okay. and equip and empower people to transform our food and agricultural system. So we're really the only independent nonprofit in the world that is 100% devoted to doing the science of, of regenerative organic agriculture. So for 40 years, we've been putting hard science to this idea of organic farming. And then what we do is we take all that science and we push it out into the world through a international consulting arm. Uh, we have a team of employees that work for Rodale that are on the ground across the United States and all day, every day, they're holding the hand of farmers and equipping mm -hmm. them and empowering them to transition to more regenerative organic practices. We also have an education arm. So uh, we have a global education department here at Rodale whose job it is to take all of these learnings and push them out through, you know, through digital technology primarily to educate both farmers and consumers. And I really see it as a push and a pull strategy. You know, we need to change the way we farm, but then we also have to empower and educate consumers to vote with their dollar. You know, we all have mm. the potential to redefine our food system and we all can play a role in that, but consumers have to see their place in that system as well. So Rodale is trying to empower both farmers and consumers to make better and more informed choices and practices. That's really good. I, uh, you know, my first thought too, being the, like the nature of the work that you're doing, you know, I think of, we, like we just recorded um, an episode that uh, with Courtney Swan, and we were talking about the food industry and, you know, you see a lot of these mega food giants that are out there that do a lot of conventional farming, a lot of monocropping. I mean, they're, they are like on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to you know, regenerative agriculture and really doing it, doing it right. Do you see a lot of opposition or are there, you know, do you feel any pressure, I guess is probably a better way of saying from some of these large mega corporations that own a vast majority of the farmland, you know, in spite of what you're doing, because you're really going against the grain, you're exposing the truth on one hand, you're educating the consumer and, and, you know, ultimately challenging farmers. Like this is, this is a better way of doing it because we're mm. looking long-term, we're looking downstream, but I imagine with the nature of politics that you garner some attention in a negative way. Have you felt any of that, you know, from a leadership perspective at Rodale? Absolutely. And, and, and we, and we continue to press on. So I think Rodale Institute really, we're, we're for all farms first and mm. foremost. Mm. Um, and we're for all consumers. We're for a healthier people and a healthier planet. Now, I won't deny, Courtney, that the wind, the tides are against us in many ways, but there is a tremendous momentum right now for positive change in our food and agricultural system. There's so many dynamics at play, and Rodale Institute works with any and all farmers that want to enhance and improve their agricultural practices. And we're trying to build and reinvent the way that we produce food in this country and upend our supply chains. You know, when you look out, and you see rising healthcare costs. We're now spending $3.2 trillion of our GDP on healthcare. That number has flipped since 1960. You know, in 1960, we were spending like basically two to one on food than we were on healthcare. Now it's three times as much on healthcare than it is on food. Wow. So our healthcare system is fundamentally broken. Yeah. Concurrent to that, our agricultural systems are, are, are fractured in many ways. You know, we all saw what happened during the pandemic just two years ago when we went to the grocery store uh, in March of 2020, and the, and the shelves were bare. 
what was exposed is that now some 17% of all the food in our grocery stores comes from other countries. 70 years ago, almost half of the food in our, um, in our country that was consumed came from our own backyards. Mm-hmm. So we've been like on a 70 year march away from connection and the fragmentation that that has caused in both our agricultural system and healthcare is becoming exposed. So I think there's like this innate sense in all of us, in our hearts, that something is not in order here, both mm-hmm. from, an, you know, farmers don't wake up every day and say, oh my, oh, my job today is to make people sick. That's not farm. I don't care what farmer, every farmer in this country are some of the most intrepid souls you'll ever meet. Farmers are amazing human beings with mm-hmm. an incredibly high calling, in my opinion. But we've been forced upon us an industrial agricultural system that we've been told is the best way forward for society. And I think that's quickly becoming exposed and upended. And so I'm actually very hopeful um, because in recent years, we've, saw, we've seen this dramatic interest in both how can we change our food and agricultural system to become more regenerative? And then also, I think a lot of consumers are waking up to the fact that maybe there's a better way for me to take care of myself. Maybe there's yeah. a better way for me to be healthy And I think we're at a seminal moment in our history where farmers and consumers are coming together like maybe never before in this century to co-create a better path forward. When we talk about that's when we talk about regenerative agriculture and we talk about how the the shelves were bare, could you touch base like for the audience about how the term regenerative, like what it means to like regenerate? Are we talking about um, regenerate not only like the nutrients within the plants and the produce, but is it also into the soil? Is it because the soil has been depleted or because things have in the past has caused us to go to other countries to get our produce? Could you touch a bit of base on that? And also to wherever you want to go with like, I love the idea and the fact about healthy choices about how now that regenerative can go into the plant causing better health for people. Yeah. There's so much ground to cover. Um, I think we have to look at our founder's son and the work of Robert Rodale. Uh, Robert Rodale was uh, J.I. Rodale's son who began running the Rodale Institute after the death of J.I. Rodale in 1971. And Robert Rodale, it's rare when you have like a visionary founder Mm -hmm. and then an even more visionary next generation leader. But that was the case uh, here at Rodale. And Robert Rodale was, he was in many ways a mystic. This, this man, and when you really dive into what he was saying and doing and studying in the 1980s, mm-hmm. um, it is so timely for where we are as a society today. So most people don't realize that the term regenerative agriculture was actually coined by Robert Rodale. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go onto Rodale Institute's website, we have, we have listed there the seven principles of regenerative agriculture that he wrote in 1989, um, just, just the year before the USDA passed the National Organic Production Act, which Rodale played a role in in, in helping to create that policy. Uh, Robert Rodale, he observed, he and the team at Rodale Institute were observing what was happening in nature. We had a particular science project that was started in 1981. It's actually still going today. It's called the Farming Systems Trial. Mm -hmm. It's the longest running side-by-side comparison of organic and conventional cropping systems in the world. It's a 40-year study. And just nine years into that study, the scientists at Rodale brought data to Robert Rodale and they said, you've got to see what's happening in the soil. This is unbelievable. So they're showing him this early data and Robert and I believe his daughter, Maria Rodale sort of stepped aside and 
authored what they saw as the seven principles. When we begin to change our farming practices, they observed seven things that began to happen. First was pluralism, protection, Mm -hmm. purity, permanence, peace, potential, and progress. Mm. So what's fascinating is that, and you you can go deeper on these on our website, but what they were saying is that what Maria Rodale was observing is that when we observe these seven tensities, seven tendencies of regeneration in the soil, they actually have deeper meaning than just in agriculture. They have meaning for us as a society and for us as people. And that was the original thought leadership around this idea of regenerative agriculture. It wasn't just a way of farming. It was like a whole new way of life. And mm-hmm. so that's the history mm-hmm. that we are building this movement upon. That is really cool. I, I love the idea too. I was telling uh, Dr. Motley uh, before when we were before we were recording and um, I actually had uh, the opportunity to go with a bunch of fourth graders to a field trip to a regenerative farm that's right outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, and it was so fun to see how different and ultimately to let the kids see it too, which first of all, I was, I was like genuinely a little bit surprised because I'm thinking fourth graders, you know, these are like 10 year olds and they should be you know, outside, like they should just be used to playing in the outside. And I mean, between the bugs and then the chickens and stuff. And like, I mean, they were like, I've never held a chicken. They, I mean, it was just so hysterical, but at the same time, I was like, we got to get these kids out on a farm a little bit more because at 10 years old, they had like zero survival skills. I'm like you guys could not make it very far at all. But all that being said, I love the different components of it. Sometimes we think of regenerative farming, maybe just in terms of like crops, right? Just, you know, growing things, but how you integrate farming animals and how you can actually on the same property be farming, you know, crops and animals, and it's all self-sustaining. So you're using yeah. fertilizer like this particular farm was describing to me. So I'm hoping you could shed some light on this because here's an, I'll probably try not to get down a rabbit trail, but since the pandemic, we've seen this huge rise in people wanting to be homesteaders and people realizing, okay, I have to wait, you know, I have to wait in line at grocery stores. Like I have no way to sustain and provide for my family. And people are kind of a little bit more nervous. And also they're probably more inclined to embrace this style of living where you have some control. You can actually have chickens. You can get your own eggs. You can grow your own vegetables. How can regenerative farming, from that perspective, for people that are maybe even interested in learning more, like we're talking consumer level at this point, but as a consumer, for somebody that's like, I see value in this, I'd love to learn how to do it even on a smaller scale. And I know you guys do a ton of education around this, Where are like first steps or what do people, what should people be looking for so that they don't feel like, you know, and some people maybe live in a city and it's just not a possibility, but at the same time, like there, there are plenty of people I feel like that can really start to understand this better and really enjoy the process of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that that is so beautiful that you brought a group of fourth graders to a farm to begin to reconnect them with agriculture and where their food comes from and how that food was produced. I think that's essential to all of our children and all of our youth going forward to build a new paradigm in education. But I I think of it in terms of concentric circles, you know, like I think that there are multiple ways in which we all can begin to re-engage with the process of agriculture. And so I think that the, the center of that concentric circle is to grow something. We all, you know, anyone that has the ability to grow something, if we have a backyard or a windowsill, 
there is something profoundly transformational that happens in your heart when you place those seeds in soil and you put a little pot of basil on your windowsill and you water it. And every day you watch the seeds um, germinate and, and turn into a plant. There's just something profound about that. It's, it's just, there's something, there's some kind of depth to that experience that everyone should experience. Number two, if you can't make time for that, then certainly you can and should make time to get to know a farmer. There are these amazing people right in our own community that are stewarding soil in a regenerative way, that are growing nutrient-dense food for the community, but they, they lack markets or they need you. They need our support. And farmers markets are a growing and emerging trend in the United States. Um, I don't know about you, but I can name at least five to 10 farmers markets right in my own greater community. Um, I visit one every Sunday. It's two miles from my home. And I shake hands with and hug people in my community that grow food, that grow the most nutrient-dense food possible. And I know my farmers by name. And when they see me coming, they look forward to the visit that we have. And that's a profound experience in and of itself. And so we all need to reconnect with farmers. If you can't grow something or you can't make time to visit a farmer's market, then we need to become a little bit more intentional about how we procure food. I'm not a big fan of big box grocery stores. I think that that just perpetuates a broken system. You know, I actually was, no, you know, not to discredit a major, there's a major organic retailer that we all know um, that I visited last Sunday out of necessity. And I was looking at most of the organic produce and I live in Pennsylvania and most of that produce was coming from California or Mexico. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a long way for food to travel. And I question the integrity of how nutrient dense that food is having had to travel so far to, to make it to my plate. So I encourage people to find retailers in their community that are building regionalized supply chains. I am going to give a shout out to two in particular. There's uh, right here where I live in the greater Philadelphia area. There's an incredible family owned grocery chain called Kimberton Whole Foods. And these guys are amazing. They last year, they kept $6 million of top line revenue in the county. So it was produce sourced from farmers in the county wow. that were servicing these seven grocery stores. Wow. And so I know that when I walk into a Kimberton Whole Foods, at most, even in the middle of the winter in Pennsylvania, that food is only coming from maybe one county away over in Lancaster. So we need to reconnect with source and we need to get a little uncomfortable when it comes to how we engage with food and agriculture. I mean, yeah. Does it take a little more intentionality to make time to go to a farmer's market? Sure, it does. But I find that occasion deeply beautiful and time well spent. I, I, I think that the way that you uh, say you the relationship between the food, the earth and the spirit, it really does feel like there's a lot of good spiritual awakening or um, growth from this type of activity, this type of growing and regenerative agriculture. Do you see that within the Institute as well, that people not only heal like their bodies and this is, but also heal their spirits and also does it increase community? Or is there education pieces that you have with the Institute that modifies and goes into the spiritual aspect of a person because of uh, the agricultural, or you see people have testimonials that their spirits have been renewed because they have this kind of education out there? I can only speak from my own personal experience. You know, is Rodale Institute intentionally a spiritual teaching organization? No, we're not. Um, we believe that this is 
that we believe, I guess you could say we believe everything is spiritual mm. at its core, but um, I can only speak from my own experience. You know, I, what I didn't share with you guys is that um, about five and a half years ago, just before I joined Rodale as a full-time employee, I went through another health crisis. Um, this mm. one came totally out of the blue and I got very sick for about six months. I was not well. Um, it was a bit of a mysterious time in my life and went through a lot of doctors and spent lots of money in conventional medicine, trying to figure out what the heck would make a healthy 35 year old bedridden and sick. And I came away with zero answers and desperation, frankly. And uh, it was kind of a seminal spiritual moment for my own life. And in that time of deep suffering, I actually reconnected with that child in eighth grade that healed himself. And so I actually remember <laughs> lying on the couch, this is no kidding, lying on the couch and watching Dr. Axe videos <laughs> about, <laughs> about the power of bone broth. And um, I started, I put myself on a bone broth fast and uh, found a functional medicine doctor in my community who helped me determine that I had chronic Lyme disease mm -hmm. that went undiagnosed. And that, began, that became one of the most profound spiritual awaken, uh, the most profound spiritual awaken of my, of my life. And I decided in that moment, as I began to heal over the next several months through food, and through this systems-based approach to medicine, I began to connect the dots of, oh, what Rodale Institute is trying to do is recreate the food system in the same way functional medicine is trying to reinvent healthcare. They're both mm. systems-based approaches to, to healing. Mm. And I thought, wow, well, isn't that how spirit works? So that was really the, the, the seminal moment that said, I'm going to give the rest of my life to this work. Yeah. So, so it comes from like a very deep place. Wow. That's mm. an incredible journey. It's funny. Everyone we, you know, interview and, and I know Dr. Motley can speak to this too, just from, you know, being a, a practitioner and doctor in this space, like it's the, the testimonies and the stories of transformation is ultimately what drives people to change. It's what drives people to create change, you know, not only change within themselves, but you know, it's so radical and it influences them on such a deep level that it becomes their life work and you can't help but share it because you see other people that are suffering, that are stuck in a model of sick care, you know, and they, they feel that maybe there's only certain options on the table, but there really are alternative ways. And there are ways that actually su support and sustain healing. And I think that that's like a commonality, you know, for our audience, but for so many others as well, is that we all can relate, you know, we, we all kind of connect on that point of realizing that there is so much to gain from understanding and being able to put into practice some of these things that go against the cultural norm. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm always so impressed and, and it's always, it's just, it's, it's so interesting to see what everybody's journey has been because yeah. it is different. You know, circumstances are different, but there's a lot of commonality, right? At the, at the base of it, we're all humans and we're all flawed and, you know, we all have struggles, but we're looking for ways to hit a potential, a level. It's like, we can see the potential in our lives, but it's like, how do we get there? And we all find these resources together and that kind of unifies us in a way. So it's a yeah. really cool story. Thank you. Can I share something really cool with you both coming out yeah. of that story? So I'm so deeply proud of something that the team at Rodale Institute is working to create. And it comes, again, it comes out of the same point of passion that I shared with you throughout our conversation today. 
And, and I, and I want to come full circle back to that original name for the Rodale Institute. It was called the Soil and Health Foundation. And Courtney, mm -hmm. all that you just shared in that moment just now, I think all those lessons begin in the soil because the soil teaches us that we all have the power to heal. Mm -hmm. um, there's something like 10 billion microorganisms in just one teaspoon of healthy soil. 10 billion, that's more than there are people on the planet. And so you just get under a microscope and look at a teaspoon of soil mm. and there's like a whole world, there's a whole universe, there's universes in the soil. And when I went all the way back to that painful time, five and a half years ago in my life, and that sort of seminal moment where I woke up to, oh, I could heal. I thought to myself, there is a link between agriculture and healthcare. And over the last five years, since I've been working at Rodale Institute, we've began some very important research here that is studying the nutrient density of food. There's research we're doing here that's never been done before, mm -hmm. looking at how food is more nutrient dense when grown regenerative in a regenerative organic way mm -hmm. than conventionally. And there's stark differences and we can get into that. But the, what the big breakthrough was for me was when I learned that most medical doctors in conventional medicine get less than seven hours of nutrition training in their entire educational mm -hmm. tract. When I learned that, we began an idea at Rodale to bring together medical doctors and farmers because we feel that if we're really going to transform healthcare, mm -hmm. we need doctors and farmers at the same table, having a conversation and co-creating a new way forward for, for how we produce food. In many ways, farmers are actually like the front line of offense for healthcare. If we train our farmers better, we're going to need less money spent on healthcare. And so this October, I'm so excited to share this with you, through some very generous funding from a few private foundations, Rodale Institute is going to launch the first ever Soil Health Human Health Healthcare Conference. I've wow. had the pleasure of speaking at um, several medical conferences over the last few years, and I'm sure you've been to them, Dr. Motley. You know, it's like you sit in that sort of fluorescent light hotel room with air conditioning. And you're like, this is the most unnatural environment to come and learn about <laughs> health. And uh, I remember speaking at one of those conferences in Oakland, California, in front of 1500 doctors a few years ago. And I spent an hour training doctors about regenerative organic agriculture, to which I got a standing ovation, not because I'm someone special, just because they were so excited and so hungry to learn about agriculture. And so that, that planted a seed. And here we are today. We're going to launch the first ever. Uh, it's called the Regenerative Healthcare Conference. It'll be October 16th to the 19th. And we're essentially going to be bringing together 50 medical doctors and health practitioners of any kind together to meet on a farm at the Rodale Institute to get their hands in the soil. So yes. we're going to be bringing in leading educators and speakers um, to talk. There'll be, there'll be sort of lectures and workshops. But then in between those sessions, we're actually going to go out on the farm and we're going to introduce doctors to the power of soil. And so I'm like over the moon about this. And I think that it could be a pilot for something completely transformative. I hope you guys can come. Oh, man, that would be awesome, Courtney. Maybe we could just jump, jump on a plane and go to that. That'd be awesome. I mean, I was like really hoping. I was like, boy, this is like right. That's really, it's like. <laughs> I really want to come. So. Yeah. I mean, I would, like with that, it's so exciting, Jeff. Like whenever you, when you have the doctors there. I'm just asking, like when they're together, they just learn about like the nutrients that are going into the soil, into the plants and how these things can actually heal processes in the body. Or do they like, they, they go back and forth with the farmers to see how they can make something more nutrient dense. Is that what's going to be going on with these conferences? It's, conference it's going to be all of that. So it's going to be tough. The conference is going to touch on the idea of food as medicine. 
It's going to illustrate for doctors that there actually is a connection between soil health and human health. Mm -hmm. It is also going to give doctors a whole new language. You know, most, you walk up to any doctor, the majority of them have no idea how the process of agriculture even works. Mm -hmm. But I think the end goal of this conference is that when we send these 50 doctors back to their clinics, wherever they are in the world, it's my understanding that most doctors keep a, a caseload of somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 patients a year, which is crazy mm -hmm. to think. But if, what if we got 50 doctors times 1,000 patients all over the United States and world prescribing food as medicine? Oh, man. And actually telling That'd their patients right on the prescription pad, go buy, go buy organic food at a farmer's market, and, uh, and that's how you're going to heal. I mean, that would be a dream come true for me personally and for the Rodale Institute, if that were the outcome. Mm, that is amazing. That's amazing. You know, because what, once you see, you can't unsee, right? So to yes. get 50 doctors onto a farm to, and I'm looking out because the Rodale Institute, I'm on the farm today. You know, if you can actually get doctors to engage with truly regenerative organic agricultural systems, it, it changes you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. If somebody's listening to this, because like, I'm like at the edge of my seat, I'm like, I got to make sure I don't miss out on this. Cause it sounds really cool. What are, give us like outside of this too. I mean, is this something that will be even available to, we have a lot of, we have a lot of health coaches. We have moms. We have a lot of people in our audience that are like, they're chomping at the bit to learn more and to be more invested in educational opportunities like this. So mm -hmm. whether it's this or their webinars, can you maybe point some people in a direction where they feel like, okay, this is how I can tap into, you know, this, this, uh, initiative because I connect with it. I want to learn more and I want to figure out where I fit in, you know, mm -hmm. my local sphere of supporting regenerative agriculture. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, here's what I would encourage your audience to do. Number one, um, on rodaleinstitute.org, go to our education tab and there's online courses. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're offering a free course called Becoming a Regenerative Consumer. Everyone listening should just go watch that course. It'll probably take a half hour or 45 minutes to get through all of it, but you're going to learn so much just from that one course. Number two, opt into our social media and our newsletters and get, become engaged in the work that we're doing. And then thirdly, if you are a medical practitioner listening today and you're interested in joining us at the conference, I encourage you to quickly apply. Um, I think we are closing out the applications at, at the end of May. Not sure when this, will, when this episode will air, but please apply. Um, we would love nothing more than to have your audience um, of medical practitioners be, be a guest at the Regenerative Healthcare Conference. And then I think once the conference is over in late October, we're going to make a lot of those learnings available on our website at the conclusion. I, I love it with online education when uh, Cordy was talking about like the, the parents and people who are chomping at the bits, not only like medical practitioners, but seeing those individuals get your education to be empowered to say, I can feed my children these things to actually help them get out of allergies and hearing your story and saying they can actually change because we're not taught at all. You're right. Like even in many medical realms or even in our education system at schools that, you know, you can actually use your food as medicine. So having that, uh, that availability would be like huge for our audience. And I'm really thankful, like what the Rodale Institute does. And I'm glad you're working with ancient nutrition. I wanted to hear about like, or uh, the, the agricultural tie there. I wanted to talk about Oh, Let's that. talk about that real quick. Um, so yeah, we're thrilled about this partnership and ancient nutrition uh, are coming together to create powerful science around the ranch project. And I'm assuming your listeners know a little bit about the ranch project. Uh, essentially it's a, a co-creation, I believe, between Dr. Josh Axe and Jordan Rubin mm -hmm. and your entire team where you're 
building a new paradigm for agriculture on your farms in Tennessee and Missouri. Mm -hmm. And these are thousand, multi-thousand acre, this is a multi-thousand acre ranch, plus the farm in Tennessee, where you're trying to create a whole new model for regenerative agriculture. And what, what was really interesting, we hosted Jordan here at the Royal Institute last fall, and we were showing him our science, and we were showing him the work that we do. And we praised, you know, we, we, we certainly applauded him for his bold vision. But my partner, Jeff Moyer, our CEO, said, Jordan, you know, until you put science to that bold vision, it's just an idea. And Jordan, I think, really took that to heart and has, in, in, has, has found a way to invest over a million dollars to bring the best of Rodale Institute's science to your project. So now a team of scientists at Rodale over the next 10 years are going to be collecting data and assessing how powerful of a tool the kind of farming is that you guys are espousing on those farms. And then we're going to be teaching other farmers how to build those kind of agricultural systems. So it's a really unique collaboration, but it was a bold vision combined with a bold investment in science to actually substantiate what we're doing. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I, I I love the partnerships too, because like you said, one really notable thing is that you're for consumers and you're for farmers. So mm -hmm. this isn't something that is myopic or it's, it's only angled, you know, in one position, like we're across the board looking at revolutionizing food and making it the source of healing for people. And I yes. think, if, you know, everybody has a place on that spectrum. Like whether you are very, very new to organic food or produce, like you just don't even eat vegetables or you're a practitioner or you're a doctor, a physician, somebody that, you know, has had a lot of specialized training. Like this has a place. Like it, if you're a living human, you know, living, breathing human, <laughs> this should be, this should be a priority, you know, in terms of just your health long-term. So I love all the different partnerships and different initiatives that you have there. Regenerative organic agriculture is for everyone. We're all in this. This is, this is for farmers. This is for consumers. And this is ultimately for a better future for our children and for our planet. This is for everyone. That's I great. think when, uh, the, when you say food is medicine, um, I, I, I applaud you because and the, the Institute, because I know like, and you probably see this too, according uh, to Jeff, like whenever you have clients, patients, people asking you for health advice and then they go, man, I, I just get tired of taking supplements. And I just look for the day when education and food is like one of the things like I can cook my meal or use food instead of having to take, tell my patients to take so many supplements because they yeah. can get off track and you're like, man, if you could just create education like you're doing and they can just eat a certain way, it's an everyday habit. They can't get away from it. And I think that is the wave of the future. So I really applaud you on that, man. Yeah, I would love any final thoughts that you have, you know, regarding what you guys are doing currently. We've talked a little bit about what's coming up in the future and some of these projects, but anything that you would leave the audience with in terms of just maybe a bold takeaway or something you feel like is just critical for them to understand. And, and I know we've touched on a lot of that, but maybe something that they wouldn't know or something that, you know, maybe it's just your biggest frustration that you see right now too, that, um, that you could even... Yeah. Point. Yeah, um, sure. I think it's really, really important that I leave this conversation by differentiating the word regenerative with regenerative organic. You've heard me say that throughout the episode. There's a lot of people that are beginning to co-opt the word regenerative agriculture. You know, Robert Rodale began using that word in the late 1980s, along with our entire team at Rodale Institute. But 
somehow over the last couple of years, we've noticed that we're seep into our mainstream vernacular and we're watching that word become co-opted by big food companies, frankly, and big mm -hmm. agricultural companies. But when you talk about regenerative agriculture by itself, there's no definition. There's, it, it actually means everything and nothing, depending on who's using that word. Mm. But three, three years ago, Rodale Institute, in partnership with some leading brands like Patagonia and Dr. Bronner's, we actually formed a new alliance called the Regenerative Organic Alliance because Rodale Institute was looking out and saying, wait a minute, if we don't put a definition and a standard to the word regenerative, we were afraid that it was going to suffer um, a the same fate that, that other buzzwords like sustainability have suffered. They, they yeah. mean everything and nothing. So we've now created the newest, highest bar standard in food and agriculture. It's called the Regenerative Organic Certification. Uh, congratulations to Ancient Nutrition and The Ranch for becoming um, certified uh, regenerative organic. This past, um, I think this past month, your farm in Tennessee actually earned its regenerative organic certification. Oh. So it's a really big deal. But this is the first standard in food and agriculture that takes into account soil health, you know, asking the farmer, how are you treating the soil? Mm -hmm. Animal welfare, how are the animals in those farming systems being treated? And then maybe most importantly is um, social well-being. You know, how are the people working on those farms being mm. treated? And so this is the newest, highest bar standard in food and agriculture. And I encourage everyone listening to go out to regenorganic.org, check out all the brands that have earned their certification and begin supporting them because those are the most premium products you can buy in the grocery store right now. That oh, is fantastic. Great. Wow. So is there a label on... Like, is there any way, so if a consumer's going to, you know, a, say they're going to a natural grocer or just whatever, like any, any place where they're, but they're purchasing this stuff, is there like some type of seal or label that they could just identify? Yeah. If, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's, it looks like a little ROA. You'll, when you go out to regenorganic.org, you'll see the label to look for. Um, you may want to put that in the show notes, but yeah, you need to look for the regenerative organic certification on those products. Yeah. And enjoy. That's great. That's wow. a great tip. I'm going to be looking for that. A I little am bit too. Because there is, we've talked about greenwashing and, and there is, you know, everything's pastured and it's like, you know, humanely raised and all of these like loose terms that sound great. And then if you put like a picture of, you know, some happy animals, you know, on, on some farmland, like people feel like they're, that's what they're getting. Um, and we know that that's not necessarily the case. So this is really interesting too, I, I've, that you have even gone to the, those links to protect the terminology. Um, so that, you know, that specific word itself, like we know the standard that's attached to it. So that's really, really cool. And I, I like that they asked, added the well-being of the people that are running the farms and caring for the property and the animals, because, you know, you always hear about, you know, taking care of the land and taking care of the animals, but yeah. How about the, you know, the families that are sacrificing so much, you know, and really putting everything aside for the sake of the integrity of what it is that they're doing. So putting their hands to. Oh, man, this has been a great conversation, Jeff. We really appreciate it. So much knowledge in this and about regenerative agriculture. I'm so glad you're teaming up with Jordan and Dr. Axe. Um, everybody, take a look at this and see how you can improve your life with the education that's there. I think that um, it is the wave of the future. And I think that more people, like you said, are looking into this. And I love it that you have shown us that you can heal mind, body, and spirit, man. I think this is a great, a great thing that's happening in our culture today. Yeah, that's great. Make sure you check out the show notes as well. We're going to link a lot of stuff. I know we covered a ton here, but rodaleinstitute.org is where we, you can find a lot of the resources that we mentioned. And then 
at Rodale Institute on Instagram. You guys share a lot of your educational resources there. Um, and also really cool features like farm features, which I can nerd out about. I'm super inspired right now. I kind of just want to go outside and like chase some chickens, and like, you know, do some, do some farming myself. But, but be kind to them, Courtney, be kind to the chickens. All right. I know. You know what? <laughs> I, I actually, the, the shirt that I wore to that fourth grade field trip has holes like all over the stomach of the chickens got you. I was holding so many chickens and their little like claws were getting me, but you know, I was, I was forcing them to snuggle with me. <laughs> oh, man. oh, thank you, Jeff, so much. We really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Yeah. Thank you guys for the great work you're doing in the world and all you're doing to illuminate a better healthcare for all of us. So have a, have a great rest of your day. I really enjoyed the conversation. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. Take care.